0: to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome all you Last Genners back to the podcast. I love you guys. My name is Alex Iaquinto, and I'm your host today for the Last Gen Podcast, presented to you by Miracle Word Ministries and Lime LaCroix. It's going to be a good one today. You've seen the title, Five Keys to Overcoming Temptation Every Single Time. A little backstory on my day, because I know you guys like like to hear what's going on in my world um so i'm in virginia beach right now gonna record the podcast then immediately hit the road go back to i was just in north carolina in murfreesboro north carolina um revival's happening there with miracle word uh my uncle evangelist ted Jr. juniors preaching and i'm excited to go back but i'm also excited to be here in the quote unquote studio with you guys because uh Because I love it, and I like this topic today Which I wouldn't pick a topic that I don't like Not like I'm ever going to be like, hey guys, this topic kind of sucks So let's get it over with No, but for real, oh, before we go, before we go I know you're ready, you're ready to get into it And that's good, I like your tenacity But we do have to cover some things, number one Instagram We have an Instagram, it's at the dot last dot gen at the dot last on Instagram. I'd highly encourage that you check it out. And those of you that have checked it out, you know why. Not only are we posting awesome content, staying up to date with you, asking you questions, what would you like to hear? I, I posted the other week, maybe it was last week, um, what would what would you guys like to hear? for an episode of the last gen podcast and i got some feedback and uh, we're we're not we're not going to just like brush over that we're going to take that seriously so expect if you if you put in a, a like a an answer a response to that question don't you know expect that your answer your question is going to be answered and stuff so so not only are we doing interactive content posting awesome encouraging content but also for you money grubbing people that will only come for the cash we have <laughs> we have a giveaway that's live right now. Now listen, to, to for you right now, it is Tuesday. Or it's not. I mean like if you jumped on the podcast cuz we release it every single Tuesday right when you wake up, it'll be live. If you are one of those who jumps on it the day of, you are lucky today, my friend, because Today for you is the last day that our giveaway is live on the Instagram page. We are giving away 50 dollars in Amazon gift card. We should do like 50 dollars in Dogecoin or like 50 Doge. What is that or like Let's do let's do some crypto giveaways from now. But we're giving away 50 dollars in a uh, Amazon gift cards to five people. So five lucky people are going to receive a $50 Amazon gift card. How do you enter, do you ask? Good question. Well, you go to the Instagram account. You go to the post that we made. It clearly says giveaway. It has a picture of five Amazon gift cards on there. You click on it, and you follow the instructions. The first instruction, you have to like the post. Then you have to tag three friends in the comments. Then you share it to your story. And the last thing is make sure you're following the account, because if you're listening right now, and it's Tuesday for you, you jumped on it, it's November 30th, and it's Tuesday. Tonight, we're doing a live, um, announcing who's the winner. I believe, now I've heard rumors, I don't know if this is true, you gotta jump on, I believe a certain evangelist is gonna be on with us, and letting us know who won the giveaways, Because there's five winners. Um, But yeah, people, I mean, dang, people like hit that hard. Like as of now, there's like 250, I think, people tried to enter. So just because there's a lot doesn't mean that you can't win. Hey, God's too faithful to fail. Get your prayers in. Start praying. Start fasting. The Lord will hear you. It's going to be good. I'm excited to, to see who's going to win. Um. So, yeah. But if, you've, if it's passed, if you're listening to this late, first of all, shame on you. Se- no, I'm just kidding. Second of all, the reason it's important to uh, jump on these podcasts is because we're, you know, I'm letting you know about a bunch of stuff that we're going to be doing. It's not just one podcast a week. We stay up to date. We're close, guys. We stay up to date with each other's lives. We're like the Golden Girls. We like fellowship together. None of you know who the Golden Girls are. That's okay. Let's do life together. (laughs) Let's just do life together. Okay. All right. Well, that's enough. That's enough talking. Now on to the message. All right. You saw the title. Five Keys to Overcoming Temptation Every Single Time. That reminds me of um, the man. 60% of the time it works. Every time. This is 100%, I guess. All right. Before we jump into this, you could be asking why. Why are we going over this? Well, as students, I think this is such an important thing. I think the number one message that students need to grab, top three, I'll say top three messages, that students need to grab more uh, at a young age than, than people really do at a, at a older age is the, the concept of living holy. So that concept is really foreign to people in America because we've been, you know, people have, have preached this into us that it's impossible to live free of sin. And we're just going to sin every day. So with that mentality, students go into middle school and they go into high school and they want to live for the Lord but they see themselves, they, they, they're tempted by the devil, and then they give in, and then they want to be free, they repent, then they get tempted, then they give in, then they want to be free, then they repent, then they get tempted again, then they give. so it's a cycle of sin. And so it's like, you can get trapped in this cycle where it's like never ending, where you want to be free, but you don't know how. You don't know how, if at all it's possible, to stop sinning, stop the cycle. And the Bible says we don't want to be ignorant of the schemes of the enemy. This is one of the schemes of the enemy for this generation, is complete bondage in sin. That's why he's so intent on teaching people that it's impossible to completely live free from sin. Because if you understand that, then you understand, wait a second, I don't have to keep going in this cycle. It actually can break. I can break the cycle and completely stop sinning. And people say, Alex, are you saying you've never sinned in your life? What do you mean stop sinning? You can't just stop sinning. Did I say I've never sinned in my life? No, that's not what I said. Hear what I'm saying. You can live free from sin. You cannot, it's possible to live without sin. Now, for a lot of people, that really, it really is hard for them to grasp. But I'm going to give you some, some keys and practical keys that you can actually use. And before we get into, into the keys, I want you to understand something. That temptation is going to come. You have to be ready for temptation. Now, just because you're tempted doesn't mean you have to sin. Jesus was tempted, but he never sinned. Temptation is not a sin. It's when you give in to the temptation. Temptation is when the devil puts the sin in front of your face and tries to get you to grab it. Temptation is when the devil puts the fruit in front of Eve's eyes and says, eat it, and she and she had to contemplate whether she, she's got to make a decision: Am I going to take the fruit, or am I not going to take the fruit? And temptation is always going to come. So it's not a sin to be tempted. People can get in this mindset: Oh, like, oh, I, I felt tempted. I'm so feel so bad. Well, temptation's not a sin. Even Jesus was tempted. But it's what you do that determines if you're going to live holy. And you can live free. You can actually conquer temptation and overcome it. How do you do that? The first key, if you're taking notes, this is the first key to overcoming temptation for good. Number one, understand that it's possible. Understand that it's possible. I want you to turn with me to Luke chapter 4 and verse 1. Luke 4 and verse 1. I'm going to read you a story out of the Bible about Jesus. Maybe you've heard this before We're going to read it anyways Luke 4 and 1 And then through 13 And Jesus full of the Holy Spirit Returned from the Jordan And was led by the Spirit into the wilderness For forty days Being tempted by the devil And he ate nothing during those days And when they were ended he was hungry The devil said to him If you are the son of God Command some stone to become bread And Jesus answered him, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. And the devil took him up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time and said to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered over to me, and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him and said, It is written, It is said, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And when the devil had, listen to this, and when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until a more opportune time. The devil departed from him until a more opportune time. So in that story, Jesus, the son of God, was tempted by the devil. The Bible says in Hebrews Verse 4 and no, Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14. 15. Verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So understand something. No matter what temptation comes your way, you can understand in your mind. Hold on, this is not some new thing. No matter what temptation has come your way, it came Jesus' way. It doesn't matter what sin the devil is trying to get you to commit. The devil had also tried to get Jesus to commit that same sin. It says Jesus was tempted in every point. Every single point. The devil tried to tell him to commit every single type of sin. So, if, when the devil comes to you and tries to tempt you, you don't have to feel like, oh, this is something. I've got to do this on my own. I don't even know, you know, this is this is something that's never been. No, Jesus has gone through this before. We have a high priest that can sympathize. He knows what you're going through. The Bible says we have a high priest. It's He says, for we do not have a high priest that's not able to sympathize. So we don't have some God up in heaven that's like, oh, that must be rough being a human because I've never been tempted. Imagine how that must feel. No, Jesus, God for the express purpose of become, you know, becoming a human so that through him, he can set humanity free. He had to become a person to set people free. So when Jesus came to the earth, he, number one, obviously died for your sins. But number two, he actually set a precedent. He set a precedent for how Christians are supposed to live. He is our example. Jesus is our example. So if Jesus is our example, and we see in the scripture that the devil tempted Jesus, but he overcame every single test. Then that, that that shows us right there. If Jesus did it, I can do it. If Jesus did that, I can do it. That's what uh, John 14, 12 means. The same works you see me do, you shall do also in even greater works. A lot of times we quote that for miracles, signs, and wonders, but it's the same with, with this. Jesus set a precedent. He was a prototype Christian, and he set a precedent for how we're supposed to live and we see him being tempted but overcoming it, that lets us know, if I'm tempted, I can overcome it. And Jesus has been tempted with the same things you've been tempted with. So if you're thinking right now of that one thing that the devil always tries to get you, the, the one thing that he's always trying to snare you with, he's always trying to catch you with, that one sin, just know, Jesus has already overcome that temptation. Now, all that's left for you to do is watch what Jesus did and do that same thing. You can do it. Cuz a lot of times people say, "Well, I knew this one person. They were very great. They were a very great man of God, woman of God. You know, oh, my uncle, you know, he loved the Lord, but he always smoked. He could never really get free of nicotine." You know, my aunt, she loved the Lord. She was a great Christian. She prayed every day, but she was always an alcoholic. Well, hold on. Are you now comparing what a Christian's life is supposed to look like by your aunt or by your uncle? Is your perception of what your life is supposed to look like, is that based on a human example? Are you now dumbing down the word of God to fit your aunt or uncle well, you know, I know the Bible says that sin shall not have dominion over me, but you know, my aunt, my uncle, they they never really got free. Is your aunt or uncle a Bible character? No. I want you to memorize this scripture. Memorize this. This is a this is a great memory scripture. A lot of scriptures from Hebrews today. Hebrews twelve two. This is the ESV looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. One translation says, Jesus, now looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the author of our faith. So Jesus went ahead of us and did it for us. He walked the Christian life. He he showed us what it was supposed to be like so that we can just follow in his footsteps, footsteps, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. So if Jesus overcame temptation, I can overcome temptation. If Jesus did it, I can do it. And then this last scripture that always, always encourages me. 2 Corinthians 2.11. No, that's not it. I've got it here. Don't you worry. 1 Corinthians 10.13. My bad. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability but with the temptation he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it so when you're being tempted understand this god has already made a way for you to escape there's a way out if you're tempted to go to this party cuz they're doing these things and that would be fun and you know they're drinking and you're tempted to go along with them, go along with the way of the world, understand this, God has already rooted for you. He's made a way out for you. He's made a way out. And if you're going through the temptation, it means that you're able to overcome it because God won't actually let you be tempted beyond your means. So people say, well, it was just so... It, it overcame me, I just couldn't control I couldn't control if I sinned or not I guess I just had to sin That is not true That is so not true You can always control it Well it was just too much of a burden I just it was The temptation just overcame me Well then you let it overcome you Temptation can't just overcome a Christian You have to allow it to Understand, you've still got the authority over all the power of the enemy. That doesn't just mean sickness or disease. That means sin. That means he can't just come into your mind and make you do something. You're not his anymore. You're not his property. He can't just slap you around and tell you what to do. The devil is not your father anymore. God is your father. So when people say, oh, I just... It just overcame you. That's not true. You let it overcome you. Because God said, I will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle. He's always made a way out. So yes, it is possible to always overcome temptation. Always. Every time. So that's the first key. Understand that it's possible. Because you can't do it if you think, oh, this is just going to happen all the time. I guess... You know, I'm being tempted to God a sin. No, you don't got to sin. So then what do you do? You understand. You're being tempted by the devil? You understand. It's Hold on. It's possible to get out of this. I don't have to just give it up. I, I don't just have to do it. Number two, how do you do it? How do you resist? What did Jesus do? He quoted the word. So the second key to overcoming temptation every time Quote the word. Quote the word. The devil said to Jesus, Turn this bread. What do he say? He said, The devil said to him, If you are the son of God, command this stone to become bread. And Jesus answered him, It is is written. Jesus answered him, "It is written." What was Jesus' response to temptation? The word. The word will always overcome your enemy. He quoted the word. What's the word of God? The Bible. Jesus had such an understanding of the Bible. And he memorized scripture so much that when the devil tried to tempt him quickly, just like that, he had an answer to him. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. What the next time? He said to you, I will give all this authority and their glory for it has been delivered to me and I will give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. And Jesus answered him, it is written, you shall worship the Lord, your God. And him alone. That's what David said when he said in, the, in, in Psalms. He said, Lord, I've hidden your word inside my heart that I might not sin against you. There's, you can, you can intake so much of the word of God. That yes, temptation's going to come. But when it does come, no devil. The Bible says. Hallelujah. The Bible says. God said, understand something. In the beginning, the first sin, what was it? The serpent came to Eve. Did God really say, you can't eat from any of these trees? He always says, did God really say? That's how the devil works. He's always trying to get you to doubt the word of God. And Eve should have said, Yes, God said. That's that should have ended it there. That literally should have ended it there. But she didn't. She gave in. She questioned. She kept going in that cycle. If you'll intake the word of God into you every day until it's overflowing. Remember what we said yes or last week? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you fill your heart with wicked things and evil things, what's going to come out of your mouth? Wicked and evil things. But if you fill your heart with the word of God, what's going to come out of your mouth? The word of God. When the devil tries to tempt you, go ahead, sin. You know, God will forgive you. You can just ask for forgiveness later. No, the Bible says, God said, be holy even as I am holy. God said, be perfect, even as I am perfect. God said he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I'm not giving up my reward for this dumb sin. Get that way with the devil. That's what Jesus did. He straight up rebuked him with the word of God. Quote the word back to the devil. Quote the word of God back to the devil. Number one, understand that it's possible. Number two, quote the word. Number three, see yourself as above sin. See yourself as above sin. What does that mean? Think of yourself as too good for sin. Now listen, people are, you know, that sounds like, that sounds like a, cocky and that sounds arrogant it's not see yourself i alex am so far above sin that's not who i am i'm too good for sin jesus paid too high of a price for me understand that get that into your head start speaking that no sin is so far beneath me you know it's like think about it like this How many millionaires do you see walking in to Dollar Tree? How many? Not a lot. In fact, zero. I bet a very, very low percentage of millionaires go to the Dollar Tree. Why? They're so far above the Dollar Tree, it's not even funny. Billionaires. The day that Bill Gates walks into the Dollar Tree, other than to get his clothes because... Very evident. You know, Elon Musk doesn't go shopping at the Dollar General. I guarantee you that much. Why? His level is so far above it. He's he's too good for it. And you can think of that as snobby or whatever. But if I had his money, what am I going to go? You know, if I've got all the money I want, why am I going to go pay for the cheap stuff? I'm going higher. I'm going for the best stuff. The low stuff, it's so far beneath me. So that's the way you got to look at it with sin. That's the way you got to look at it with sin. Sin is so far beneath me, it's not even funny. I'm at a higher level. The Bible says, I've been seated with Christ in heavenly places. Far above all principalities and powers. Every ruler of darkness, I'm far above them, far above. So when the devil comes at you like trying to tempt you with sin, just think about it and tell him, really? You're going to come at me with a sin? Jesus already paid a price for me, and it's way too high for me to go and waste it on that sin. I'm so far above it, it's not even funny. Why would I mess with the Dollar Tree when I can go have sirloin steaks at wherever? Where I can, you know, why would I go and eat a mick rib when I can go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse? Why would I go mess with sin when I can literally have the blessings of God? I'm not selling my inheritance for some cheap sin. You, you know, you are obviously worth something because Jesus paid his own life. So you're worth a lot. Don't sell yourself for cheap. Here's the scripture for this this point. Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. Turn there. Romans 6. And fourteen Should really bookmark these. Romans six fourteen For sin will not no, this is for sin will have no dominion over you. One translation says, So sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Dominion means authority. If I've got dominion over something, I'm above it. Kings and queens have dominion over their people, that's their domain. And the Bible's saying, Sin shall no longer have dominion over you. So that means sin can't just slap me around. I actually have dominion over the devil. I actually have dominion over sin. So when the devil comes at you with temptation, don't look at yourself like, oh, poor old me falling into this temptation again. We're all just sinners. I'm just a sinner. So it's okay. Falling back into little old me falling back into No, start looking at yourself like God sees you. A priest and a king. A priest and a king, not a beggar. You don't eat at McDonald's. You eat at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. You don't stay at Motel 6. You stay at the Ritz Carlton. Understand that in the spirit. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessings. Not only fit, not only um financially can you be rich, but you are so rich. In the spirit as well. Sin is so far beneath you as a child of God. So understand that the next time the devil tries to tempt you. Just laugh at his face. Maybe that's that one thing that you've been trying to get free of. It's that one sin that he keeps roping you back into. He could just yank one chain in your back. And it seems like you're in that cycle. You're in that cycle of sin. You want to be free. You get free. The devil tempts you. You fall back into sin. You repent. You want to be free. You get free. The devil tempts you. You fall into sin. You repent. Next time the devil tries that, just look at his face and laugh. You really think, I'm going to mess with sin. Sin is, shall no longer have dominion over me. It no longer does. Jesus put me on top. In fact, if you're going to remember something today, remember this quote. I don't eat a McRib. I eat filet mignon at Roos Chris." It'll help you remember it, I promise you. If you have to quote it on your story, Quote it on your story If you have to write it down Put it on your mirror I don't eat McRibs from McDonald's I eat filet mignon From Roose Chris Steakhouse I don't mess with sin I've got the blessings of God It's so far beneath me I understand that I'm repeating myself I'm doing it on purpose So number three Number three was see yourself as above sin. Number four, break the power of shame. Break the power of shame. What does this mean? The devil will always try to condemn you. To condemn you. Condemnation That's what the devil does This is what condemnation sounds like Oh you can never be holy You know you preach on holiness But remember that thing Remember that time you sinned Remember that thing you did Remember that lie you told Remember those things you were looking at You could never be holy God could never love you because of those things That's condemnation That's not from God The Bible says, Now for there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. So understand, when the devil does that, understand it's not from God. Because there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. The Holy Spirit will convict you, but he'll never condemn you. Conviction is when God puts his finger on something in your life that's not pleasing to him, and he says... You got to get rid of that. You got to remove that. Get rid of sin before sin gets rid of you. He'll put his finger on something and convict you. That's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit in your life. But then, once you repent, once you ask for forgiveness, the Bible says that that God throws your sin into the sea of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. The Bible says he removes your sin As far as the east is from the west. You want to know a cool fact? You can go east as long as you want. And you'll never be going west. Some of you don't get that. It's okay. You'll get it soon. On a globe. Think about it. On a globe. You can go north. Keep going north. Go around the North Pole. And eventually you'll be going south. But you can start going east, go through Europe, go through the Middle East, go through Asia, but you'll never be going west. So the east is infinitely far away from the west. And God says, that's how far I'll remove your sin from you. Infinite. Infinite. He forgets your sin. So once you ask for forgiveness... The Bible says, If you sin, God's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. 1 John 1.9 For if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And he remembers the sin no more. So, if any time a voice comes in your head and says, remember that sin? And you've, and you've repented and you've asked for forgiveness. Remember that sin way back when? Remember that sin that you did? You'll never be holy. Remember that sin? You can automatically know that that's the devil with condemnation. It's not God. And if the devil can put condemnation on you, he can put you in a place where you believe that you can never acquire holiness, that you can never get to the place where you're free. Because condemnation always puts you in a prison. Condemnation will get you to look at yourself like a beggar, like we just talked about. Condemnation, when you start believing those lies, oh, I remember, you know, I, I did that when I was in high school, or I did that when I was in middle school, or I did that last week. So I guess I can't, you know, I'm not qualified to tell my friends about Jesus because... You know, I can't talk about holiness because I sinned once. Listen, this is the attitude you should have towards sin. Don't sin. But if you did sin, repent immediately. Ask for forgiveness. God forgives you. Forget about it because he already did. Don't be bringing up your own sins to God. Now, Lord, we just come to you in prayer. And you know how much we sin. You know this, this, and this, and you remember when I did this, and you remember when I... No, he doesn't. He's up in heaven, like no, I don't. Quit, quit talking about it. You should forget it too. If God's forgotten my sin, I'm not going to remember it. What waste of time? It's a waste of time. And if the devil can get you into condemnation, he can. He'll he'll trap you in a prison, and you'll be back in that cycle. Cause then because then you start thinking, oh well I sinned once I messed the whole thing up. what's it worth anymore you know what's what's it worth trying trying to be holy I already sinned. I'm already a sinner that's what that's what the devil will try to get you to believe but once you believe, once you completely get rid of shame in your life, you understand God's forgiven me. I'm clean, I'm holy, I'm set free. I'm completely washed in the blood of Jesus, cleansed of all unrighteousness, removed. I'm, I'm perfect again. Once you remember that, the devil can never trap you in condemnation. For there are there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So number four, I'm going to give you the last one and then I'm going to pray for you. Number four, put yourself out. No, number four was break the power of shame. Last one, number five. Five keys to overcoming temptation every time. So the first one was understand that it's possible. Second one was quote the word. Third, see yourself as above sin. Fourth, break the power of shame. And number five, put yourself out of position to sin. Put yourself out of position to sin. Well, what does that mean? Put yourself out of position. You've heard of people saying you were at the wrong place at the wrong time. That means that, you know, when something bad went down, you unfortunately were there. Well, you actually can be in the right place at the right time. 1 Peter five eight. 1 Peter 5, 8. Let me know if this is helping you today. It's encouraging me, so. I believe this is going to help people. Because I've seen so much. There's people that, that come up to me, young people. High schoolers who say, you know, I, I just keep going back in this this cycle of sin and I just want to be free and I think I'm free and then one time I sin and I don't even I've even had a a student tell me I don't even know if I'm saved anymore that's the devil that's the devil and this will help people understand first of all I'm gonna try I'm gonna be holy that's just it I'm gonna be holy but if there is a sin in my past, or if by chance this doesn't have to happen, but if you do, if you do sin, that you don't have to live in that. Oh, I messed up. Lord, forgive me, but I'm gonna remember this for the rest of my life. No, forget it. Move on. Move on. Paul said, "I do. I put all my effort on this thing to forget the things of the past and run forward. Forget about it." First Peter five eight. The last key. Put yourself out of position to sin. 1 Peter five eight says this. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, or your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. And the, the King James says this. Seeking whom he may devour. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking to devour whom he may. Notice that it says, seeking. it does not say, seeking to devour those who he can. It says, seeking to devour those whom he may. Those whom have let him devour. The devil's looking for someone who's given themselves an opportunity to sin. What do I mean by that? If you know that at, so, at a party, your friend invites you to a party, you know that at that party, there's going to be drinking. You know that at that party, there's going to be girls dressed... You know, I'm talking to guys right now. I'll, I will flip it for girls. And you know that there's going to be girls dressed, you know, not dressed modestly. You know that there's going to be drugs. You know that there's going to be, you know, just sin. If you... Go to that party knowing that you're literally making allowance for sin. You're leaving it open. You know, it's, I'm not going to drink though. I'm just going to go to the party and have fun. I'm not going to drink. Well, why even put yourself in position to sin? You know what my, my uncle always told, you know, when my uncle was a youth pastor, he, he told this story. That he would tell his kids, he would tell uh, the guys, the high school guys in his youth group. If there is an opportunity to sin, if you and a girl are alone and you're tempted to sin, or if there's even an opportunity to sin and you feel that temptation, you know what he said? Run away. And he said, I'm not talking about like, like metaphorically run away. He said, literally run away. Like. Like, put on your shoes and sprint. Run far away from there. That's how serious it is. Don't even make an allowance for it. Put yourself out of position. So that even if there was, you know, even if you wanted to sin, you probably couldn't. The Bible says that Well, you know, we'll keep on this. It's a saying that idle hands are the devil's workshop. Idle hands are the devil's workshop. It's true. If you leave yourself an afternoon to do nothing, and you've got nothing, you know, it's late at night, you've got Snapchat. If you leave yourself that opportunity, first of all, it's not smart on your part. Because you think, well, I'm not going to sin, you know, I'm just going to talk to this girl, you know, I'm not going to sin, no, she just, she just likes me, we're friends, if you leave that, it's dangerous, because then it always goes, no, I just want, just one more drink, no, just, just one more, I just want to talk to her one more time, no, it's just, you know, we're just friends, we're just, just hanging out, and then hanging out, you know, it's like my uncle always says, Netflix and chill turns into Netflix and children very quickly. If you put yourself in position, it's bound to happen. So what are you going to do? Put yourself out of position to sin. Be like I quoted before. Don't be ignorant of the schemes of the devil. Understand. Like, like think about it like this way. I think about it like this. If I were the devil and I wanted to get me to sin, what would I do? And then safeguard against those things. I'll give you a practical thing. This goes for guys and girls. With social media, this is so easy. So easy to sin nowadays. Especially with social media. Now I follow a lot of people on social media that I don't really know. And it's like, you know. I follow them because maybe I went to school with them or, you know, they followed me and, you know, we had a class together, whatever. I don't really know them. So, you know, I have a lot of people on my feed, girls and guys that I don't know. And so I'm scrolling down sometimes and then it's like, and I'm like, what the heck is on my feed? You know, girls taking ridiculously inappropriate pictures with. With fractions of clothes on. it's like, what the heck? It's because I don't know them. And it's like, uh, okay. Now I know. I immediately, guys, do this. Immediately. Go to their profile. Unfollow. Goodbye. Don't leave it open like, I'm just going to scroll past and, you know. Hope I don't see that again. No, you're leaving. You know, that's just not smart. Leave no room to sin. Profile, unfollow, block if you have to, goodbye. Same goes for girls. If guys are always, you know, posting inappropriate pictures, profile, unfollow, goodbye. If guys are always posting, you know, pictures of them, drinking, smoking, whatever, profile, unfollow, goodbye. I'm not messing with it. I'm not playing around. Not even leaving room. Because I've made up my mind. I'm going to live holy. And I hope this has helped some people. I hope this has helped some people. I believe it has. I'm going to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for every single person listening to this podcast. I pray that just as you promised that you would help us stay free of sin and live holy. That you said, you we don't have a high priest that doesn't sympathize with our weakness, but in every point he was tested yet did not sin. That we could imitate that life. That we can look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we thank you that you've made it possible to live completely holy, to live completely set free. We thank you that sin shall no longer have dominion over us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I bless every single person in the name of Jesus. Hungry for the word of God, hungry for the things of God. I pray that you'd bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, guys, if this helped you, I want you to share this with a friend. Share this podcast with a friend. Post it on your story. Spread it around. If you haven't followed The Last Gen on Instagram, it's at the.last.gen. Get on that giveaway immediately. Get in on it. You can win $50. And we're announcing the winner live on Instagram The 30th of November. At night. So jump on with us. And see if you won. Alright. I love you guys. I'll catch you guys later. Oh. Last big announcement. Stay tuned next week. Because next week. We have another special guest on. I'm going to say it's like. It's pretty sure that we're going to have another special guest on. Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. is going to join us for something. I don't know too sure what it's going to be at this point, but it's going to be something. So stay tuned for that. You definitely don't want to miss that. Stay up to date with it. I love you guys. I'll check back in with you next week. See you later.